devotion for us today. I'm going to uh, start off with a question. During the last six months of the pandemic, how is your fellowship with God? How is your relationship with God? Is it improving or has it been deteriorating? We all live a very busy life. Uh, there are many things in our life that uh, demand our time, our effort, our attention, like family, work, ministry. And it is easy for us to uh, slowly let our fellowship uh, with God uh, slide into a lower priority in our life. So I'm going to, uh, uh, with First John chapter 2, use that passage to encourage us to, to think about how we can reprioritize our life so that um, we put the, our relationship with God as number one priority in our life. So if you have the Bible, please uh, follow with me in First uh, John. We are going to look into um, chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 6. Um, before we do that, though, uh, I think let's start off with a prayer. That's always good to start off with a prayer. Father, we come before you as your children by grace. And we thank you that you allow us to have some time at the beginning of the week to fellowship with you and to fellowship with each other. We pray that your spirit will speak to us, each one of us, this morning, through your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to read the uh, passage for us. I'm reading from ESV. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but... If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. 
By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. This passage, depending on what your background is and what the teaching you have received in the past, you can look at it in two ways. Uh, you can look at it as John is talking about looking in your life and look for proof of uh, or assurance of salvation. Are you saved in Christ? Or the other way to look at this passage is are you having a fellowship with Christ, with God, and God in Christ? As John always and, and Paul uh, always put John, God the Father and Christ together as the beginning of this letter. It says that in verse 3, that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship with, is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. So I'm going to take the second view today. I, I think John is talking about not whether you are safe or not. I think he's talking about a Christians having fellowship with God. What, how is your fellowship with God? And um, why do I think that? First of all, the verse that I just read, it talks about fellowship. Just a few verses before chapter 2. And also chapter 2 started with my little children. So John called the readers little children. I think that is a good indication that he thinks the, the receivers are Christians, believers. So um, I think he is talking about having fellowship with God. And he wants the believer, the readers, he, and he called them little children. And John is like 90 years old, so he can call anyone little children. <laughs> um, he's asking them questions to think, how is your relationship with God? And I think this question applies to us today too. It's like God through John is asking us, how is your relationship with me? In the last six months, you know, things has been crazy. Everything has changed. How is your relationship with me? What Are you spending time with me? Are you putting me as the first priority in your life? Or are you putting me at the bottom of your, of your list of a check, of a long checklist? So I think um, John is, is talking about this fellowship. Now, I, I summarize this passage in, in three main points, three points to um, think. Jo I think John is saying that um, we ought to have make the fellowship between us and God the first priority in our life among everything. And therefore, there are three things that we need to pay attention to. 
So I'm going to talk about these three things based on the scripture. The first thing is, or the first main point is, Christians should not sin. If we want to have fellowship with God, we should not sin. That seems pretty logical, and we I think we all have been taught and understand that. Let's look up with me, verse chapter 1, verse 6. It says that if we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, that means we, we do things that is that we don't want other people to know. You know, we walk in darkness, um, not walk in light, lights like God is. We lie. We don't practice the truth. So, point number one, no sin. Sin is bad. If we do sin, we like, you know, we, we maybe uh, consciously sin or maybe it's unconsciously or, or, or we, we slowly fall into sins. Maybe there are practices in our life that, that is um, causing us to sin. Maybe sins against uh, our family members, sins against our co-workers or people that we know. It could be little things like hate, hating somebody or, or telling a lie, a white lie or some, something. I don't know what sins you have or what have you been going through. I definitely have my shares of, of sins. Sometimes it seems like it happens. There's something that happened every day that I think I should not have done or think. But we are all fallen creature living in the fallen world. We sins. Sometimes we fall into sins. In fact, uh, verse eight in chapter one says that if you say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So if you say, "Oh no, I, I don't have any sin," so we 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 just deceive ourselves. We all sin sin in different degrees. We don't want to, but sometimes we do. But the key point is though is chapter verse one in chapter two is don't sin. Although we, when we sin, um, uh, verse nine says that in chapter one says that if we confess our sin. He is faithful and just and will forgive our sins. But it doesn't mean that we have the license to sin. We should not sin. Now we all know that we sometimes sin. What is going to happen with we sin? Well, John said in verse 1, he says that if we sin, Christ is there for us. What a comforting word. He says that, uh, he says a few things. Uh, they all talks about who Christ is. Uh, uh, but if anyone does sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, he is the propitiation for our sins. So he talks about, I think, at least three things here. First is advocate. Advocate is like a a person that um, advocates for us, like a, a, a lawyer that advocates uh, 
his clients before the judge. The judge is here is like father, God the Father, and Christ is advocating in heaven for us. When we sing, um, Christ there, he pleads to the Father for us. And one um, really good example is well, Peter denied Christ three, three times um, before Christ was crucified. And in the Gospel of Luke, in a chapter, I forgot which chapter, but in, God, in the Gospel of Luke, it was recorded that Christ said, Peter, I pray for you. Um, he's our advocate. What a comforting word. Christ is not just our advocate. He, the Bible says he is righteous. He, is, he has no sins. But he came down on this earth and he died for us. In place of us. And then he also said that in verse 2, he is the propitiation. He paid for our sins. Just think about it. All the sins that we've done all our life. I'm 40 plus years old. All the stuff that I've done in the past and maybe like yesterday. Christ paid for those sins. John is reminding that Christ's salvation work on the cross is effective forever. He's there for us. I think that's the first point that I can get from here. And I want to go to the second point. The first point is, if you want to have fellowship with God, don't sin. Avoid sin. Uh, Second point is, We want to, um, when we have, want to have uh, put God first in our life, the second point is we should know Christ. In verse, um, oh, so let me, let me, oh, I forgot to mention one thing, very important thing. Verse two, at the end, he says that, oh, Christ is the propitiation for our sins and not only for our sins, is also for the sins of the whole world. Christ died for the world. Um, now I don't know what your background is. Um, don't be offended. That is why I um, no, don't don't agree with the lim- limited atonement. I think here is one proof that Christ did die for all mankind. Um, so, um, so let's go on. Uh, verse uh, the second point. Second point is, um, we need to know Christ. He says that how by this we know that we um, have come to know Him by what if we keep His commandments. So, in order to have fellowship with God, we need to know Christ. Um, what do you? Think what what do you hear when you say when 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 I say I know like Donald Trump? Is this not like I know about him? Uh, if someone say I know Donald Trump, 
he he means you know he Donald Trump knows him he knows him and they have some sort of relationship a fellowship friendship. Um, I think that's what he's talking about. It's just not know of Christ, um, but is is some fellowship knowing Christ, who Christ is. Um, the more we know Christ, the more we could have fellowship with Him and God the Father. And how do we know that we we know Christ? That's interesting. He has uh, John is asking this question: How do you know? You know Christ. Well, John says that. Um, well, look at your life. Are you following Christ's commands? That is a, like a check. Do you know Christ? If you know Christ, you know what He wants in your life. Do you know Christ? You know, if you know Christ, you know what He has taught in the gospel. You know His this what His disciple has taught in the epistles. If you know Christ. The natural flows of the result or the fruits of us knowing Christ is we would keep His commandment. The more we know Christ, the more intimate relationship we have of Christ and with Christ, the more desire we to obey Him. And and John continued to say, that is the first point was a positive point. How do we know Christ? And then he also flipped the question. He is asking the question. Um, uh, he says that uh, verse four: Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So it's like he is asking a question in a reverse way. If how do we know we do not know Christ? Well, we check our life again. If we our life is not in line with Christ's teaching, then we are liar. We could be saying in a fellowship like a group like this, or in a fellowship in church, we can have. We can say, "Oh, I'm having fellowship with God, and really know Christ." And um, we can talk about our relationship with our mouth, but how do we know we have or we don't have this fellowship? We check our life. Are we are we following the commands that Christ has has laid out in the Bible? If not, we are just liar. I think we are lying to ourselves. We sometimes we deceive ourselves. We try to think higher than we thought we who we are. Uh, we might be lying to our friends or family, trying to portray a, a a good Christian image. But the fact is, we we are not. We are not walking with Christ. And sometimes it's good to, in a safe environment, in a small group or in a close. Trusted friend relationship, we can share our our struggle. Don't live a double faced life. I think that's a real danger for Christians. So and and then John continued to say that um, verse five. But whoever keeps his word, 
in him truly the love of God is perfected. If we walk a step of faith and follow Christ's command, and Christ's command is very tough. <laughs> He's asking us to pray for our enemies, to forgive the ones who, who hate us. And he, Christ, Christ's commands are very tough. But if we walk by faith, just step one step forward, we will experience something that we won't, we, we don't, we won't if we don't follow his command. And that is, we will have a fuller appreciation of the love of God. He says that the love of God is perfected. It is perfected. The more we follow Christ, the more we know how great our lo- the love of God is. And I think that is a directly is a that is a relationship between our obedience of God's word and how much of God that we can experience. All right, let's move to third point. The first point is if we want to have fellowship with God, we should not sin. Second point is we if you want to have fellowship with God, we should know Christ. And I think the second point is more like our mind. We need to know Christ. We need to know who he is, what he likes, uh, what his commands are, read the Bible. And then the third point is, <clears throat> we, if we want to have fellowship with God, we should abide in Christ. And I get that from uh, verse 6, uh, verse 5, the second half of verse 5. It says, by this we may know what we are in him. Now what is in him? And he says that how do we know we are in him? Now the when we read about in him in the New Testament, we frequently think about our position in Christ. And Paul used this word in him many times. Um I, I think John is using it a little bit different, not exactly like Paul. He's not saying that when you your perm, your permanent relationship uh, position in, in Christ when you are saved you are in Him. I think John is talking about this abiding relationship. You can be saved, but you might not be abiding in Christ. And how do I? Why do I think that way? Because I think John explains it in verse six. He says that whoever says that he abides in Him, I think he's explaining what he meant by. You know, how do you, how do you know we are in him? You know, abide in him. And abide in him immediately brings us back to John 15, where, um, Jesus told a, told, uh, talks about a parable of the vine and the branch. The branch is connected to the vine and that's how the branch gets fruit. The, he gets his energy from the vine. I think he is talking about this abiding us abiding in, in Christ, us connected to Christ. Um, he says that, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Uh, by this you can know. Uh, or that's how God, John put it. Uh, how, how do we know that we are abiding in Christ? How, how do we know we are connected to Christ like a branch connected to the, to the vine? He says that, well, he ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. To walk like the same way of how 
Christ walked. Well, what is the way of Christ? What, what do you think when we think about the way of Christ? I, I think immediately in the gospel, Christ was walking all the time, but he has one final destination, the covering. No matter where he is, Galilee or Samaria, Judea, but eventually, the end of the Gospels, Christ is heading to Jerusalem to Calvary. His entire purpose to come down on this earth is to walk the way of the cross, to die, not for his sins, but for our sins. So, John is saying that how do we know we abide in Christ? Walk the way that Christ has walked. I remember, I think we all remember Christ says that if you want to follow me, deny yourself and carry your cross and follow me. That's the way of the cross. It's not the most popular message, um, but that's the word of God. Walk. Carry the cross, our cross, each one of us has a different one, but follow his path. How do we know we are abiding in Christ? We check our life. Are we walking like Christ walk? To summarize, um, when we look at our life, especially in the last six months, uh, everything's went crazy, chaos, and our life Many of our life has flipped upside down. Um, have, how do we um, how do we treat our fellowship with God? Do we put our fellowship with God the first priority in our life or the least priority? Or it has been slowly going down. You, you, you need to do this, you need to do that. Um, how is it today? I think... God is using this passage to ask us to just do a self-check. And how do we know we have this fellowship with God? Three points. One, are we sinning in our life? We should not sin. If we do, praise God, Christ is there for us, but that's not the license to sin. Point number two, we should know Him. Read about His words know who he, he he is, what he likes, what his commands are. And third point, we need to abide in him. And uh, the outward signs of abiding in him is that our life uh, is a life that shows that we walk with him. So uh, that's all that I have today. Um, I do like to uh, end with a short prayer and ask God to help us to think and meditate on our life. And, and we pray that he will help us to focus on him and make him as the first priority in our life. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, your word. Thank you for calling us to be your children, and thank you for desiring to have fellowship with us. Our Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, 
and we acknowledge that uh, there are many things that in our life we have uh, done wrong. Things can be better and we confess our sins before you and we ask that, that you give us the grace, the power to have victory over sins, to have the desire to abide in Christ and to have the courage to walk in Christ and to follow your commandments. Father, uh, as we share and have fellowship uh, for the next 30 minutes, we pray that your spirit will continue to work in us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.